following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. From apple pies and caramel candies to poison and murder, welcome back to another episode of Granny Snapped. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Gettin' Loser, we're starting a podcast. It's your boy Cheetah. Yo, it's your uh, boy El Chalupa over here, what's up? Yo, it's your boy Chop, I'm fucking, I'm a fucking kill fucking Cheetah over here today. <laughs> Shut up Uncle Robbie. <laughs> Got him. Yeah. 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 That intro was pretty fire. Granny yeah, fucking snapping, dog. Granny, granny snapped. Fuck- granny gone wild, yeah. Wait, 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 this is Granny part two? Granny part two? Uh, <laughs> Adult diapers part two. Adult diapers part two? I'm waiting in the fucking hallway. <laughs> what do I fucking tell you about that? Yeah, man, we got a fucking... Uh, Gangling granny. We got another uh, granny-fied episode for you this week. Pretty cool. Nice. This is what we were supposed to do last week, but then I changed my mind at the last second because... I just wasn't feeling it. Dude, the schedule's been all fucked up. Yeah. No, no, next week we got a guest, and then then it'll be back to normal again. Yeah, it's just, you know. Shit's been crazy. We had the 100th, and then guests, people changing fucking topics, all types of shit going on. Plus, there's just been a lot of shit going on outside of the pod, you know. It's been kind of throwing us off track a little bit. Yeah, everyone's busy, too. It's fucking middle of summer, you know. Yeah. I love podcasting, man, but podcasting in the summer is so fucking difficult. Dude, podcasting in the winter is fucking great. Gives you something to do, get out the fucking house and shit. Doing it during the summer, because you know what I mean? You wake up, it's hot as fuck. Especially if you're like me and Choop, because you know, we gotta work. So we're working all day, fucking sweating to death, and then we have to come here and sweat even more to do the pod. At least I got just fucking. Uh, at least I got the shower. Yeah, that was fucking yeah. nice. I know yeah. they don't get to. Yeah, how how the great uh, Roscoe Doss says it, or uh, Rocco Flocko, the <laughs> show must go on. Literally, Facts. they've never said that. <laughs> he so. went from Roscoe Dash to fucking Waka <laughs> You're at, terrible at emotional. You're at like motivational speeches. I just say the you know. sentiment was there. We get you. Yeah. I got you. I yeah. feel you. Like how they say it. Yeah, the show must go on from a guy who always has the day off of day of the pod. <laughs> fucking easy I know, to talk. That works out for you, you fuck. Easy to talk. Hey, Big hey, bitch. Man, hey, 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 listen. Luck of the draw. Son. Look, look, look at the Irish over here, bitch. Oh, fuck. You don't let him get away with that. Lucky you having a tiny wiener. How you know you were on your knees looking at it? <laughs> so not only are you gay, but you're also incest. That's good to know. Man, you guys are fucking weird, dude. What the fuck were you guys getting up to when I wasn't on the pod? I can only fuck imagine. West, West Virginia and shit was going but, on. Uh, I bet. Yeah, anyways, uh, <laughs> this is the pod. Or this is the this episode is the we were supposed to do Welcome last week, but we didn't do. to the pod. But before we hop into Granny Snapped, there's a couple of... Uh, Hot topics we got to get into real quick. Hot like topic. first of all, we got to talk about this movie, oh, Sound shit. of Freedom. Dude, you see the trailer? Maybe the most influential movie to ever come out. 
in oh, recent history. What movie? Trailer? It's called Sound of Freedom. Uh, it's based off a true story uh, about a federal agent who quits his job to uh, and journeys deep into the Colombian jungle to help save sex trafficked kids. Dude, sex trafficking is still uh, well. The movie's trying to huge. The movie they're trying to can the, you know what I mean some places are trying to cancel the movie because not only is Mel Gibson one of the guys behind making it, <laughs> but. I am Mel Gibson. The movie also talks about how <laughs> sex trafficking has ties to Hollywood and shit. So, like, big Hollywood elites are trying to get them. We're trying to get the movie. It took them like ten years to even get this movie finally made. Dude, they've been I, trying to get I'm, it made for like ten years. Is it, is it like the Bowling for Columbine movie? That no, wanna... this is an actual like. This isn't a documentary. This is actual like movie. Like an well, acted yeah, out a movie. A little different. But... but um, I get this whole sex trafficking shit, but. How do you know if these girls? Because you're not gonna ask for ID. Because you they're gonna bust off fake IDs. How you gonna know? What do you What do you mean? Like, or I guess I guess I've been sheltered so long. I I, don't, I just realized what sex trafficking was like ten years ago. <laughs> yeah, what does that have to do with ID though? What are you talking about? I mean, I'm just saying like they're, they're getting these young kids, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Not even he had just kids though too. It's like even a lot of adult women, and it's like you're starting to see here in third world countries. You see videos all the time if you look up on YouTube. Fucking they'll pull up and just fucking snatch a kid. Oh, I saw those videos. Yeah, dude. One of the uh, grab a woman as she's walking down the street and try to pull her into the van and shit. One of the most, uh, well, in my opinion, one of the most famous stories of. That exact thing happened is the story of Johnny Gosh from back in like the eighties. Mm, Franklin cover. Remember when Johnny Gosh was like, <clears throat> this kid Johnny Gosh, he was out doing delivering papers and then he never came home. He's yeah. been missing forty years later. He's yeah. still missing. That was a big deal. That was a real big deal. Yeah, it was huge. Uh, one of the guys that actually was part of the trafficking ring with Johnny. Yeah, um, Paul Bonacci. Paul Bonacci. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Man, that's just a crazy wild story and, like, really shows you a fuck, like, what the fuck is out there, man. People are... And sick fucks and sick fuckers. People are sick fucks, man. Yo, I can't... I can't Stay I can't, dangerous, y'all. Yo, I can't say Harambe was a part of this. No, this shit was hit. This shit was hit. <laughs> Going back to the Harambe thing, huh? No, you're right, man. Fuck. Your mind is Ever literally since just that, a blender. Dude, we, fuck the timelines up. Well, he really did. Dude. But, yeah, but, yo, uh... Yo, here's a great... I, I know, but... With, with Epstein was at Harami exhibit before Harami. Oh my <laughs> fuck! You're the reason conspiracy theorists get laughed at. Yeah, the guys like you. I was gonna say about fucking. I'm Mel Gibson has been redeeming himself for me. Um, Dude, he, he almost ruined his career by. Uh, oh, he definitely did. No, Speaking not about not, the, uh, not ruined his career, but. He took a different approach of his uh, of the Passion of Christ. Oh, uh, he took a different approach, all right. Oh, I thought you were talking about the other thing that happened with him. But, uh, yeah, um, what the fuck was I saying? Uh, it's cl- I'm glad that people are shining a light on this type of shit. I mean, it's ugly. It's shit no one wants to see or read about or anything. But the shit's happening, dude, and people should be aware about it. And I'm- when you've got <clears throat> someone as big as Epstein that gets arrested and just Lane Maxwell... And they're the only people to have gone to jail for human trafficking. No one. Because where are the victims? Who else was involved? What's going on, man? There was even, I just heard the other day that there's new information that came to light about Epstein about the day before he killed himself. 
they let him go into a separate room without cameras and shit make and a make a phone call. call. To his mother, who yeah, was to dead. His, yeah, who was already, he'd already been dead for years before that. Oh, he was, oh, damn. He was getting briefed. He's getting his briefing. Like, like, telling him exactly what was about to go down. They were like, or, yo, listen, you're, you know, we got to end the, we got to end you. We got to end the, you know, try and stop the leak here. Yo, what if he never died? That's possible. It's completely possible, man. That's very could have, viable. You know, could very well be government cover-up. He could be on some other fucking island. Who, who fuck knows? Oh, but if you think about it, like, because he, he was a, a powerful man. I don't know what was his actual... He's just an entrepreneur. He mysteriously came into all this money, and it turns out that money, he got gifted a bunch of money by this guy, Lex Wessner, who actually owns Victoria's Secret. No. Uh, yo, yep. yo, yo, we should we should definitely do an episode on Epstein. Is it is it too too early to do an episode or is it No, I don't think so. We could definitely do that. I mean I think a lot of people have done that already, but shit But from never, our point of view? Yeah, it's never never bad to revisit shit. And there's actually like new shit coming out about fucking Ghislaine Maxwell. She's in prison right now. supposedly she's teaching classes. Teaching etiquette classes to people, and her best friend is the prison's fucking shot caller. Oh, of course. So she's living it up, I guess. Yeah, but uh, that's got to say something, man. That you could, because in jail, they don't play with that kid shit. Hell. They don't fucking play that kid shit, dude. Oh no! So for all. her to be like in good with the shot caller just goes to show you how well connected and how good of a manipulator that bitch is. Yeah, and one of the, uh, real quick, just before we get off the Sound of Freedom thing, I just wanted to say that, uh... That, or she's getting special privilege. sorry, but I just didn't want to lose this up. That, or she's getting special privileges, and the shot caller just wants to rein in as much as she can, Maybe. you know? <clears throat> but, uh, when the, one of the trailers that I seen on TikTok when they were talking about the Sound of Freedom, yeah. they were saying that they wanted to try and get at least $2 million made from ticket sales. For people to go see the movie as like a you know representative for like the two million children that go missing in trafficking every year. Holy fuck, dude! Two million. It, kids yeah, they said it was something like that, like two million for two Holy million or something. Shit! But they uh, in just the fourth of Ju- which was just released on the fourth of July, it's already received twenty million dollars in ticket sales during its first six days, and it was released over the weekend. Amazing! And it reached. Ten million alone in just pre-sales. Holy shit! So I mean, people are going and seeing it, man. And the best, the best way to get more light on shit like this is by more people knowing what's going on. That's the only way that it, you know we're ever going to get, you know, any change to ever really happen is for more and more people to start finding out what's actually happening. And if that happens, man, you know, there's a good chance that maybe we can turn this thing around one day. Hopefully, that'd be cool. Yeah, we really need to, man. There's a lot of people that do this kind of stuff, though, too, like in the shadows. Like people that they don't, you know what I mean? They don't shed a lot of light on it because they don't want people thinking they're doing it for, like, the attention. Like uh, Ashton Kutcher. He's got, like, a whole yeah. organization about saving kids from tra- trafficked kids and shit. He did a great fucking uh, speech uh, at one of the award shows, too. Or it was either that or, like, Harvard. He was talking to some kids. I forgot. But it was a great fucking speech. Um, did you know him and Mila Kunis aren't giving their kids any money at all? Oh, yeah, I don't blame him. Bill Gates, Bill Gates the same way. He's not giving... His, his, his famous line, I heard this before, fuck them kids. <laughs> Bruce Willis is only leaving his kids $1 million each, that's it. 
Out of all the billions of dollars he's worth. Yeah, they're going to fucking donate all their money when they die. Could you imagine? Yeah, well, they also don't give their kids baths, so. (laughs) Yeah, I've seen someone. (laughs) They're a little strange, (laughs) to say the least. A little neglect, maybe. But uh, also, real quick, to talk about, you know, in the sense of women who are manipulative. Guess who got fucking released from prison today? Motherfucking Allison Mack. Oh, no way, from fucking Nexium. Yeah, she got released from prison early because she decided to work with... Feds? uh, Yep, she turned. Good for her. Started working with the feds, you know, against the leader. Yo, I I was speaking of... uh, I I finally put the mirror... I finally put... uh, Not the mirror, I finally put the fan on on the rotating thing. Like damn, I feel I feel nice in here now. No, no, Chopper's not taking his shirt off. That ain't terrible in here. But I'm yeah, not gonna say. Really it, but not. anyway, I'm gonna try. I'm not gonna say that. I'm gonna try to be. But anyway. But anyway. But also, real quick, another <laughs> big thing before we go. A little oh, bit. Uh, or not I me. Mean, before we. Where are we get going? Into, before we get into the episode. <laughs> are, are, are we hopping in a spaceship and get? Shut the fuck up! Jesus. <laughs> fuck. Fucking ear rape. Sorry. Before we get into the episode, fucking motherfucker, cheese gonna pop a gasket, bro. That fuck, he's gonna have a hernia, hernia in his dick hole. <laughs> what is up with you and fucking dicks today, man? Dicks on. What are you talking about since we picked, since we picked up Joop? He's the one to talk about dick right now. You literally just said it thirty seconds ago. <laughs> Rewind that footage. Anyways, Sick Dickinson over here. Listen, today, or not today, yesterday, the fucking White House got shut down because they found cocaine in one of the rooms. Cocaine? Right after Mr. Hunter Biden was there visiting. No way. No way. (laughs) And then when 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 Biden's uh, press secretary was asked about it, all they said was, do you have any more information about the substance, the... The bag of drugs that was found in one of the rooms in the White House. All sh- first thing out of her mouth was the Biden family was not there this weekend. <laughs> Why the fuck would you even bring up the family? Nobody even brought it up. Now you're just painting yourself guilty, you idiot. Dumbass. Dumbass. So that- after they give this guy a fucking slap on the wrist and he leaves his cocaine in the White House. Are you talking about that John Pierre brought? No, fucking Train. Hunter Biden. No, but who do you... Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yo, okay. yo, yeah, but, um, fucking idiot. Game put two sentences together. Uh, hey, I try to put two sentences over here together, but the motherfucker over here told me to shut the fuck up. Cause I'll be the Jamie today, bitches. What'd you say? She she knows what I'm talking about. I literally have no idea what she just said. I don't, I don't know. What you no, said so I, so I guess I'll be the Jamie today of the group. <laughs> Young Jamie, Young Chop over there. Hmm. Yo, okay. Look this up. Pull up that bear fighting the fucking moose, will you? What? Oh, never mind. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> get the fuck out! Wow. Way in the hallway. That was that was fucking uncalled for. Yeah, man. It's like that. That was uncalled for. Fuck. All right. Let's son. let's get into let's get into this granny fight episode. Mm, let's get into it. This week we're talking about a lady named. Dorothea. 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 Crumpled nuts. Dorothea Helen Puente. 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 She looks like... When I had seen this broad, yo, 
when she when she smiled, she looked like a little sweet old lady. All right, I'll give her that. But when she got caught and shit, I said, "Man, that's the devil snatch right there." Yo, yo, I might, I might sacrifice, I might sacrifice us in this group. Just say I would hit it. You're a dude. There is animal, something dude. like seriously mentally wrong You're with you, an animal, bro. You like need mental help for real. <laughs> <laughs> Therapy. Like I can understand she at least looked kind of attractive, but she doesn't at all. Well, whatever, whatever. More I can do what the fuck I want. You're fucking sick, fuck, man. <laughs> nah, I'm just playing about that. I will not do it. No, yeah, it's too late. No, you yeah, I said, said it. it. It's going down. Yo, she, we're setting she, it up. Yo, yo. Before we go on with this dorky chick, she she looked like the type of person that would make you a nice apple pie. Yeah, with a and knife and razor it. blades in it. Shit, poison. All right, now, Dorothea was born January 9, 1929, in Redlands, California, to Trudy Mae Yates and Jesse James Gray. Trudy Mae, y'all. Her parents worked as cotton pickers. Whoa. 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 I ain't touching that. Her father died of tuberculosis when she was eight years old in 1937. 1937 is a hell of a year, let me tell you. Her mother died in a motorcycle accident in 1938. Well, fuck. That's unfortunate. Uh, that is extremely unfortunate. Fucking Legend says he was going to get a pack of cigarettes and a gallon of milk. Jesus Christ. Never seen again. She was sent to an orphanage until relatives of Fresno, California took her in. In later life, she lied about her childhood, saying that she was one of three children who were all born and raised in Mexico. <laughs> in 1945, she was married for the first time at the age of 16 to a soldier named Fred McFall, who had just returned from the Pacific Theater. Dorothea had two daughters between 1946 and 1948. But she sent one to the relatives in Sacramento and gave the other up for adoption. Damn, Dorothea really was like, fuck them kids. (laughs) Dorothea became pregnant again in 1948 but suffered a miscarriage. In late 1948, McFall left her. Humiliated at being abandoned, Dorothea would lie about about this marriage and claim that her husband died of a heart attack within days of their union. She tried to forge checks, but she was eventually caught and sentenced to a year in jail. She was paroled after six months. Soon after her release, she was impregnated by a man she barely knew and gave birth to a daughter, whom she gave up for adoption. Damn, she didn't want no fucking kids. This bitch is just pumping them out, too. Dude, Dorothy was getting cream pie, dude. Something. Quick as fuck, man. <laughs> she getting cream pie. Yeah. You better be careful. She got two fucking six months out of jail. She got cream pied, bro. Bro, she's fucking getting dude, she's busy, getting dude. What the fuck? Getting down to busy. In 1952, she married a Swede a named Swede? Alex Johansson. Johansson. Oh, Johansson. And ha- Those were terrible <laughs> Swede accents. <laughs> and had a turbulent 14-year marriage. I said merge. <laughs> I sound like Medea. In 1960, she was arrested for owning and imagining and managing a brothel, and was sentenced to 90 days in the Sacramento County Jail. Yo, and she was cooking up books too, bro. She was fucking keeping books. She's a bookie. Hell yeah, she was. She was getting money, dude. 
She 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 was living that American gangster right there. She's a fucking hustler. After her release, she was arrested again, this time for vagrancy, and sentenced <laughs> to another ninety days in jail. Being a vagrant. Following that, she began a criminal career that over time became more serious. She found work as a nurse's aide, caring for disabled and elderly people in private homes, and in a short time, she started to manage boarding homes. She divorced Johansson in 1966 and married Roberto Puente, a man 19 years her junior, in Mexico City. Yeah, she's a pimp, dude. Super pimp. She's got her shoulders off, Dorothy. The marriage only lasted two years. Shortly after it ended, Dorothea Puente took over a 30-story, 16-bedroom care home at 2100 F Street in Sacramento, California. Puente got married for the fourth time in 1976 to Pedro Montalvo, who was a violent alcoholic. That marriage only lasted a few months, and Puente started to spend time in local bars looking for older men who were receiving benefits. She forged their signatures to steal their money, but she eventually was caught and charged with 34 counts of treasury fraud. What the f- Hey, hold on, hold on. Before you continue on. God damn. She was, she was opening, she was opening like the dive bar like, mm, where's Walter at? Hey, Walter. I can smell your money from here. You want to, uh, you want to fucking hook up? I'll make, I can make your life a happy ending. She's and, fucking social security surfing, bro. Man. Dude. She's definitely living the American gangster dream. Mm-hmm. She's fucked up because... Well, uh, actually, I'll just wait. Oh. There goes my mic right on time. Uh, no, I'll just wait till later. I don't want to uh-huh. fucking give anything away yet. Uh, yeah, after she was arrested with 34 counts of treasury fraud, uh, while on probation, she continued to commit the same fraud. And according to California Court of Appeal records in 1981, Puente began renting an upstairs apartment at 1426 F Street in F downtown Street. Sacramento. The nine murders with which she was charged in 1988, she was convicted in 1993 of three, were associated with this upstairs apartment and not her previous 16-room boarding house. Mm. Damn. So, yeah, dude, this broad, bro, scraping the bottom of the barrel, trying to find some fucking social security types, and then robs them and fucking takes their fucking checks and shit, dude, that's, that's despicable. Not only are you fucking stealing and later murdering, but you're also taking advantage of people who have disabilities, bro. Dude, she's basically a real-life Frank Gallagher, but woman. She don't give a fuck, <laughs> fuck. bro. That's a good... Yeah, she is, kind of. <laughs> Frank was stealing old woman's fucking social security checks and shit. I remember that shit. I stopped, <clears throat> I stopped watching Shameless, because if I wanted to watch Shameless, I'd just go to, like, my family's parties. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. It got... It was weird. <laughs> Near the end. I'm not going to lie, though. The ending did make me cry a little. They did my boy Frank kind of dirty in the end. I don't think I've ever seen the end of it. I don't have to watch it. It's whatever, though. Who cares? Are you going to cry? If I watch, am I going to cry? Or? I don't know, maybe. It's kind of sad. Yeah. 
Uh, Puente's reputation in the boarding house was mixed. Some tenants resented her for stinginess and complained that she refused to give them their mail or money. Others praised her for small acts of kindness or for generous homemade meals. Puente's motives for killing tenants were financial, with police house estimates of her ill-gotten income totaling more than $5,000 per month. The murders appeared to have began shortly after Puente began renting out the space in the home on 1426 F Street. In April 1982, 61-year-old friend and business partner Ruth Monroe began living with Puente in her upstairs apartment but soon died from an overdose of codeine and Tylenol. Holy shit. Puente told the police that the woman was very depressed because her term her husband was terminally ill. They believed they believed her and the judge and judged the incident a suicide. Oh, sorry. Are you hear that barking? So, so here it is, the very first murder. Sixty-one-year-old friend and business partner Ruth Monroe she killed her from an overdose of codeine and Tylenol. God blamed damn. it on the depression. That's fucking wild, dude. That's fucked up, Dorothea. It's like here, honey. Let me make you a drink. Here's some coffee, my dear. You think she just, like, sat there and watched him die? Just, like, staring at him? I think she sat there and just, like, ate a piece of apple pie while watching him die, you know, like a homemade apple pie? I don't know. She's obviously a sick fuck. What if she, like, played with her titties while she watched him die? (laughs) Yeah. That's hot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, a few weeks later, the police were back after a 74-year-old pensioner named Malcolm McKenzie, one of four elderly people Puente was accused of drugging, accused Puente of drugging and stealing from him. She was convicted of three charges of theft on August 8, 1982, and sentenced to five years in jail, where she began corresponding with a 77-year-old retiree living in Oregon named Everson Gilmouth. <laughs> What a fuck! What a fucking name, Gilmouth. Gilmouth. Yo, Gilmouth sounds like one of them Reddit RD two characters. Yeah, it does. <laughs> hey, I'm Russell Gilmouth. How can I see you today? Yo, speaking of that dude, real quick sidebar. Dutch. I feel like I gotta play R two. I feel like I gotta play Red Dead two again, dude. That's funny, dude. I that game is so fucking good. It's super fire. I was just thinking about that shit earlier today. I feel like I gotta play it. I gotta replay it again. It's been a while. Yo, I saw the picture of once she got arrested the mm-hmm. first time. Yeah, <laughs> the cop just got like a porn stash. Is she out there? In her, <laughs> is she out there in her moo-moo? Yes, she was. And I her fucking moo-moo, knew it. Her moo-moo and her red her red sweater. I knew it. <laughs> They're always in fucking moo-moos when they get arrested. <laughs> It's always the moo-moo. Always the moo-moose. Yo, tell me she don't look like the old lady from uh, Golden Girls, bro. She does. Oh, Sophie? Yeah. Sophie. Sophie. Yeah. Sophie. Legend. I mean, if we're being honest, if all any of the Golden Girls could have become a serial killer, it probably would have been Sophie. Yeah. By far. No, I can see or all... Or White. No, I can see, uh, no, I can see all of them. Yeah, oh, I can nah. see a little of all of them too, especially that. I feel like Sophie would be the only one to actually would get away with it, though. The rest of them would gossip too much and tell on themselves. No, uh, not so. Her, her older daughter never. The daughter never would gossip. She was just, my, I gotta do this. Mm. She probably just cold cap motherfucker. Listen, I'm gonna, t- I'm gonna tell you guys some information that you probably didn't want to know, but I'm gonna tell you anyways. Out there in the vast 
darkness of the internet, mm-hmm. there's a Golden Growers porn parody. Yeah. Now, yeah. I have yeah. seen it. You know what Chop's doing tonight? I have seen it, too, how, by the how way. How is it? It's strange. I'll say that much. <laughs> it's strange. Are they actually older chicks? No. They just have, old, they have old lady wigs on, <laughs> which makes it even weirder. Nice. But, uh... <clears throat> Do you, you know that dude from No Jumper, Adam22? Yeah. And lean of the plug. Yeah, you see, he lets his wife get, got piped down. Oh, yeah, dude. After they got married. Dude, he'd be, dude, I don't know if I could do it. Could you do it? I don't think I could do that. What? I couldn't do it. I know I couldn't. Let your wife get piped down by another dude? Not just a dude. A but, bear, like, a dudes who have, like, forearm wieners. You mean she's, like, in the porn business? Or? Yeah. Yeah. She's making that money. Yeah, but she's coming home yeah. kissing you after she just sucked ten dicks. I couldn't look at her the same. I really couldn't, dude. Oh, that'd be kind of hard. I what if she was like, oh, I just came from an anal gangbang, and you're like, oh, can I do it? No, you gotta wait. I'd be like, bitch, what? Yeah, that's kind of funny, though, because I remember seeing a video once with that Riley Reed chick. Yeah. Who said that one of her boyfriends used to make her feel disgusting because he wouldn't kiss her when she got home from work? Uh, and everybody's like, all the girls are like, oh my god, that's so mean. And dude's like, what do you mean? That's mean. Just had another dude's fucking jizz in her mouth. I wouldn't kiss her either. Fuck no. The fuck? That's disgusting. Disgusting. Five five crib. Okay, well, after writing with Everson Gilmouth. Uh, they developed a pen pal friendship. And then when Puente was released in 1985, after serving just three years of her sentence, he was waiting for her in a red 1984 pickup. <laughs> the relationship developed quickly, and the couple was soon making wedding plans. They opened a joint bank account. Mm, you fucked up, Gilmouth. You done fucked up. And paid a 600 a month rent for the upstairs apartment at 1426 F Street. In Sacramento. What is up with her in this fucking F Street, man? She you know, just F- loves it there, you know, I guess. You know, down on F Street. You know what F Street stands for? It means stands for fuck, fuck Street. She's been fucking all the hoes right there. She's been fucking the dudes in the hoes. And hoes and other dudes in the fucking F Street. What do you mean, me at F Street, baby girl? <laughs> How you doing, F Street? Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's like Boomhauer sometimes. Dude, really? He really is. In November 1985, Puente hired handyman Ismail Flores to install some wood wood paneling in her apartment. For his labor and an additional $800, Puente gave him a red 1984 pickup in good condition, which she stated belonged to her boyfriend in Los Angeles who no longer needed it. She asked Flores to build a box six feet by three feet by two feet to store books and other items. <laughs> she then asked Flores to transport transport the filled and nailed shut box to a storage depot. Flores agreed, and Puente joined him. On the way, however, she told him to stop while they were on the Garden Highway in Sutter County and dumped the box on the riverbank in an unofficial household dumping site. Puente told him the contents of the box were just junk. Yeah. On January 1st, 1986, a fisherman spotted the box, 
sitting about three feet from the bank of the river and informed police. Investigators found a badly decomposed and unidentifiable body of an elderly man inside. Puente continued to collect Everson Gilmouth's pension and wrote letters to his family, explaining that the reason he had not contacted them was because he was ill. She maintained a room and board business, taking in 40 new tenants. Gilmouth's body remained unidentified for three years. Fuck. Jesus Christ, dude. Fuck. She just went from, like, murderer to, like, sick fuck, dude. She packed this dude's body in a box and had some other dude help her tip it into a fucking riverbed. Like, what, dude? I told you. And then you're fucking writing this dude's family saying, hey, I haven't contacted you just because I'm sick. Fucking sicko, man. I'm telling you, I'm going to tell you again, she's living that American gangster dream. <laughs> Puente ten- continued to accept elderly tenants and was popular with local social workers because she accepted tough cases, including yeah. drug addicts and abusive tenants. She collected tenants' monthly mail before they saw it and paid them stipends, pocketing the rest for expenses. During this period, parole agents went and visited Puente, who had been ordered to stay away from the elderly and refrain from handling government checks, Ugh. a minimum of 15 times at residence. At the residence. No violations were ever noted. She got so good at this shit that every time they showed up, it made, she made it seem like she wasn't doing nothing wrong, and they believed her. Bro. That's fucking wild. This bitch can't even touch a government check, son. Can't even touch it. Suspicion was first aroused when neighbors noticed the odd activities of a homeless alcoholic known only as Chief, whom Piente stated she had adopted and made her personal handyman. Puente had Chief dig in the basement and cart soil and rubbish into a wheelbarrow. Rubbish. At the time, the basement door was covered with a concrete slab. Chief later took down a garage in the backyard and installed a fresh concrete slab there as well. Soon afterward, Chief disappeared. Uh-oh. Chief got in her snatching ladder. <laughs> what? In her what? Her, her fucking snatching ladder. Like, oh, the snatching water? Yeah, yeah, self Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, Snatching weather, bro. On November 11th, 1988, police inquired that after the disappearance of tenant Alvaro Montoya, a development de- developmentally disabled schizophrenic whose social worker had reported him missing. After noticing disturbed soil on the property, they uncovered the body of tenant Leona Carpenter, 78. Seven bodies were eventually found, and Puente was charged with a total of nine murders, convicted of three, and sentenced to two life sentences. Damn. So they go there looking for one body, and they dig up a body, and it's not even the body they're looking for. Yeah, so they got three guys, two shovels. Then they borrow one of her shovels. The one guy is digging. He thinks he hits a tree root. Goes over, keeps digging. No, sure enough, that's a human bone. Jesus Christ. She comes over while they're in the yard. And she's like, is that what I think it is? <laughs> and then uh, they're like, she she already started like sowing the seeds of doubt. She was like, oh, well, other people have lived here. And when they found out that uh, she was gonna, they were gonna keep digging. She was like, 
Well, um, if they find more bodies, it wasn't me. <laughs> She's like, anyways, it's why like, don't your boys come in for some lemonade? <laughs> it's like, fuck, at that point, you know the gig is up. But what I didn't understand, in the video I was watching, they said they found the one body, then they waited till the next day to do the rest of the digging. Why wouldn't she just leave if that was the case? She must have been under surveillance, or they must have been watching her house or something. Watch her house, or she's just waiting for that check to come in, because she knows when the check's coming. <laughs> oh, here, here. This will make you... Uh, wake up, wake up. There you go, a little bit of what you were just talking about. During the initial investigation, Puente was not immediately a suspect and was allowed to leave the property. Uh, us spent ostensibly to buy a cup of coffee at a nearby hotel... Instead, after buying the coffee, she fled immediately to Los Angeles, <laughs> where she befriended an elderly pensioner she met in a bar. Mm. The pensioner, however, recognized her from police reports on television and called the authorities. That is right. I remember. I don't know. Her trial was moved to Monterey County, California, on a charge of venue motion filed by her attorneys Kelvin, Kevin Climo and Peter Vlotten III. The trial began in ni- October 1992 and ended a year later. The prosecutor, John O'Mara, was the homicide supervisor in the Sacramento County District Attorney's Office. O'Mara called over 130 witnesses. He argued to the jury that she had used sleeping pills to put her tenants to sleep, then suffocated them, and hired convicts to dig holes in her yards. Climo concluded his closing argument by showing a picture commonly used in psychology that can be viewed in different ways and saying... Keep in mind, things are not always as they seem. The jury deliberated for over a month and found Puente guilty of three murders. They could not agree on the others. The penalty phase of the prosecution was highlighted by her prior convictions and introduced by O'Mara. The the defense called several witnesses that showed Puente had a generous and caring side to her and several other witnesses, including her long-lost daughter. They testified how Puente had helped them in their youth and guided them to successful careers. Mental health experts testified of Puente's abusive upbringing and how it motivated her to help the less fortunate. At the same time, they agreed she had an evil side brought on by the stress of caring for her down-and-out tenants. Omar's closing argument focused on Puente's acts of murder. Does anyone become responsible for their conduct in this world? These people were human beings. They had a right to live. They did not have a lot of possessions, no houses, no cars, only their social security checks and their lives. She took it all. Death is the only appropriate penalty. Kevin Climo responded by evoking Dorothea, the child and caregiver. Peter Flouten addressed the jurors in confidential tones, contrasting with Omar's shouting. We are here to determine one thing. What is the value of Dorothea Pentio's life? That is the question. Does she have to be killed? Flotten spoke gently about Puente's childhood, touching on the traumatic aspects that shaped her life and urged the jurors to see the world through her eyes. You have heard of the despair which was the foundation of her life, the anger and resentment. If anyone in the jury room tells you it was not that bad... Ask them, would you want that to happen to yourself? Would you want that to happen to your children? I am led to believe that if if there is any reason for us to be living here on earth, 
It is to somehow enhance one another's humanity, to love, to touch each other with kindness, to know that you have made just one person breathe easier because you have lived. I submit to you, ladies and gentlemen, that these that this is why these people came to testify for Dorothea Pen Puente. I think you can only under, truly understand why so many people have testified and asked you to spare Dorothea's life only if you have, have ever fallen down and stumbled on the road of life and had someone pick you up, give you comfort, give you love, show you the way. Then you will understand why these people believe Dorothea's life is worth saving. That is, that is mitigating. That is a human quality that deserves to be preserved. It is a flame of humanity that has burned inside Dorothea since she was young. That is the reason to give Dorothea Puente life without possibility of parole. After several days of deliberations, the jury was deadlocked 7-5 to five for life. Mistrial. The judge, Michael J. Varega, declared a mistrial when the jury said further deliberations would not change their mind. Under the <clears throat> law, Puente received a life's Without the possibility of parole, she was incarcerated at the Central California Women's Facility in Chowchilla, Madera <laughs> County, California, for the rest of her life. She, man- she maintained her innocence and insisted that all her tenants had died of natural causes. <laughs> natural causes. Man, she, she got so fucked up with the natural causes. <laughs> she, she didn't know the fuck she was doing. Dorothea Puente died March 27, 2011 in prison Chowchilla, California, at the age of 82, from natural causes. Yo, why is it always, like... The crazy motherfucker. They live forever, bro. Because you know why? They always make it the 80s. The 80s. <clears throat> if, you, if you don't die in a crazy homicide way. But she, like, like when she was doing her crimes back in the 88, 80s, she was, she was at least 40 years old. She probably she probably had a banging body back then. Oh my! What is wrong with you? <laughs> no, I'm just. I'm, Can we ever do a serial killer episode with all you trying to talk about how hot they were? No, I'm just. <laughs> I'm just saying about like for these older guys, like old Jasper, old fucking Frankie over here. <laughs> like, oh, she, she's so beautiful. Oh God, I can't. I just want to follow her to the depths of, to the depths, <laughs> and she's like a siren. You need fucking help, man. All you think about 24-7 is sex. No, I don't. You bring it up in every episode. You bring it up in the... Shut the fuck up, Don Vito. <laughs> man, you know... You sound like a siren, bro. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, here's a nice little tidbit. Uh, after corresponding with Shane Bugby, Bugby, who conducted an extensive interview with her over the course of several years... She began sending him various recipes, and in 2004, Cooking with a Serial Killer was released. Yeah, It included a right lengthy interview, almost 50 rep- recipes, and various pieces of prison art sent to Bugby by the convicted murderess. Yeah, she was, she was getting fame in that shit, motherfucker, you know. For real. For real. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Hey, but this, this Dorf this, this lady, this Dorfy chick we've been talking about all day uh, since the beginning, she reminds me of the uh, grandma from Devil. Yeah, I don't think I've seen it. It's about the elevator movie where you got like six people in the elevator and everyone dies because they did some fucked up shit. Oh, I remember. I think I've seen it. Yeah, it was old. Uh, spoiler. The grandma was the devil the whole time. She was fucking axing motherfuckers in there too. 
Grandma death. Grandma's here. So what do you think? Um, she wasn't told. It's a pretty slick fucking thing she had going here. She would charge them like for upkeep of the place, but not, but still give them something. That was how she was kind of smart about it because she wasn't robbing them completely. She was just taking most of it. Right. And if you're living in a house, you're getting food cooked for you and shit, and you're a little slow, you might think, oh, okay, that's how much groceries cost. It was, uh, it's pretty, I mean, it's most pretty for, slick and deviant. Most of her tenants, if not all of them, had some kind of mental disability. Or they're drug addicts. And yeah, shit, right? so I'm sure none of them really, uh, you know, that's knew terrible. better, I guess, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, don't take advantage of people. <laughs> yeah. the I'm, I'm saying the knowledge you got now. The knowledge you got now. You go back to the time when Dorfer was. No, she was robbing, robbing our money. We still go to the house and say, "Fuck you, bitch!" I'm gonna go to the house and break her fucking legs. About that. How about what if she? What if she cooks you? <laughs> how about what if she cooks you a mean ass meal like a no, like some like some fire? Ain't no ass. meal worth your fucking life. No, but she don't kill you. She don't kill. You. No, she just keeps you tied up in the basement and shackled. You know, make sure you get <laughs> make sure you get lotion for Buffalo Bob or Buffalo Bill. <laughs> he puts the lotion on his skin. Hey, this is um. I'm surprised I never actually heard of this lady before you brought her up. My uh, my one friend, she, she heard of her. What? I never really heard of her. I thought grandmas were supposed to be the sweet ass and I'm making cookies and fucking pie and shit, but no, nah, I'm, I'm here robbing money. I'm a gold. You know what she is? She's a certified gold digger. Mm-hmm. Living that American gangster, she's a gold digger. Because she, 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 fee, she, uh, she fiends for that money. I guess um in 1991 they made a movie that was like loosely based on it. I kind of want to fucking check it out. It's called Evil Spirits. Mhm. Speaking of evil spirits, man, we gotta go do we a fucking ghost. ghost hunt, dude. We gotta get a camera and like go somewhere where they do like ghost tours and like interview like the people who like run it. See if they could tell us any. You know, um, like ghostly history about it, bro. I legit would fire. do that. Yo, uh, me too. We gotta get a camera. That's gotta be our next big investment—a camera. All right, we'll pitch in on it. What the fuck? Yo, that, uh, dude. Uh, that's a, that's that a peanut like root. One, looks like one of fucking chops nuts. <laughs> Hell yeah! Look, he's about to eat that shit too. It does kind of. But um. I'm not gonna say butt anyway, but uh, <laughs> be- I'm not gonna say butt anyway. It says it anyways. No, I'm talking about out of uh, this bitch or the other fucking grandma bitch. Who who you be more afraid of? I don't remember the other grandma. Who was the other one? I can't really remember either now. To be honest with you, <laughs> who was it? Oh, the one with the pies, right? She made the. Oh, what the fuck was her name? Um. Oh. Huh. She had the pies, dog. I know you were talking about. I just can't remember her name. It was like a mincemeat pie, or what the fuck was it? A yeah, I remember she was making pies. It was called a killer pie. Killer pie. I don't know. I probably, I probably more for the the pie lady because she could. Because f- your fat ass would be wanting to eat that shit. He's <laughs> 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 like, drink. Fuck no. Give me some of that pie, dog. Man, I want that. Oh yeah, Nanny Doss. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's a good episode, man. Fifty Shades of Granny. <laughs> <laughs> Diggity diggity dolls. Your, your website, right, what, if, 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 78. Episode 78. 
Damn, it don't even feel like that long, though. Yeah, you want to fucking something even crazier? The mm. Lufthansa heist was 88. Oh, shit, that feels like forever ago. How yeah. the fuck? Right? And we talked about David Crush episode 89. Uh, dude, I That's can't, fucking crazy. Dude, I can't remember. Doesn't even seem like it's been that long. Dude, Lufthansa seems like it's fucking been forever. Yeah, I can't remember. The other ones, no. No, you know why? Because for a while we didn't talk about serial killers or murderers. We just went off the rails. I still love how to this day we just never tried to get Matt to change the episode from episode 95. It was supposed to say another sick fuck, and it came out another sick feck. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you see, we took a awesome. we took a page out of your book for last week's episode. No, I didn't notice. I didn't listen to it. This one. Oh. Remember how we did the one episode? Don't put it out with your boots, Ted. Yeah. Well, this one we named O'Doyle Rules. Yes. O'Doyle. Same Rules. movie. Yo, good reference. Classic. Nice. Madison. Classic. Hey, hey, I'm you not- got hey? You don't like flock of singles? <laughs> no, but I could tell you do. That'd be true. He'd be that flock of seagulls guy. You like flock of seagulls? Uh, don't let him say that. I don't know. <laughs> it depends. You like cotton crows? But no, cotton crows is way better, dude. I love cotton crows, dude. I'll tell him dude, Mr. Jones me and Mr. Mr. Jones. Mr. Jones and me. Bro, come on. If you ain't jamming to Mr. Jones, bro, there's something wrong with you. Yo, that motherfucker was... Did you know it's that motherfucker song. was clapping all the cheeks back then? Oh, yeah, dude. He's Mad fucking, cheeks. dude, fuck Jennifer Aniston, bro. He's dating her. That goofy fuck. With the dreadlocks. Yeah, it's him. Do you believe that shit? Clapping ass cheeks, That just goes dude. to show you, it ain't about looks, bro. Dude, he was doing blow off their butt cheeks, dude. Yeah, he's blowing off butt cheeks for show. For show. For show, baby. He was like, Mr. Jones and Cheeks. Or, um, <laughs> with, uh, <laughs> with uh, this Dorfy, uh, Puente. Puente. Well, anyway. Uh, out, like, out of the Silicon Rankins, she's definitely in the bottom. She 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 doesn't even Yeah, she's not that bad. She, she doesn't and only overall. because they didn't give all of her murders really to yeah. her. She's no. not that bad. Like, like how, in the grand scheme of things, she's She really only low. went down for three. <clears throat> yeah, Plus, uh, her method of murder wasn't even really, like, gruesome or anything. She just poisoned them. That's kind of, you know. I, I could get poisoned, but... Jim Jones, he's definitely in the top five. Yeah. Why? Why'd you have to? F- you just had to fucking bring him up, didn't you? I'm, but I'm comparing Jim Jones and and, and uh, Dorothy out of poison. I think I really, I think I'd be afraid to drink some Kool Aid. Well, you didn't have a choice with him. If you didn't drink it, they force fed you, or oh. they shot you in the head. Uh, that'd be a, yo. If you got to pick, you get shot in the head. Or uh, drinking Kool-Aid. Or drinking fa- Flavor-Aid. I like a shot of the head, dude. Quick and easy. That Flavor-Aid shit, man, you fucking... You suffered. Yeah. No, or or you'd be like that lady who fell asleep, like, hearing the gunshots and fall asleep underneath. There wasn't a lady. She didn't fall asleep under her. She hid under there and then fell asleep. And then woke up and everybody was dead. Yo, just imagine... She coming. walked the fucking... She walked, like, the fucking campus and everybody was dead. Imagine being that lady, dude. At Jonesome? Yeah. Is she still alive, I wonder? Yeah, I think she is. No, I think she died. Dude, let's get her on the pod, bro. She was old as fuck, dude. <laughs> That'd be fire, wouldn't it? Hell yeah. I'd be like, hey, um, hey, how was Jim Jones? Oh, yeah, I wanted to say something earlier. She I would forgot. be like, hey, I got you some Kool-Aid. 
She'd be like, flashbacks. Start fucking punching off. <laughs> you know, what, what flavor was it? Was it cherry flavor? Yeah, I don't know. It was just fucking flavor aid, man. Does it matter? It was blue for the dudes, green for the chicks. What? You mean pink for the chicks? Yeah, what'd I say? Green. You said green. Oh. I meant to say something earlier and I forgot. When we were talking about uh, that Johnny Gosh kid and the Franklin cover up. Mm hmm. Other than, like, Jones, like, Jonestown will always be, like, top for me of, like, rabbit holes I went down and I regretted it. But the Franklin cover-up, man, it's pretty fucked up, dude. That shit fucked me up pretty bad when I first, right, when I first, like, looked into it. That shit gave me some nightmares a little bit, dude. It was fucked. That shit's bad, dude. A lot of people ended up dead because of that shit. They uh... killed themselves. Like that one reporter whose plane blew up was he had his son in the passenger seat. Nothing to see here. Crazy. Yo, uh, yeah, I was saying I'll rank like other serial killer series we did so far. She's definitely last for me. For, last for because I'm I'm more like a I'm more like a fucked up glory. Like I like I rather hear a fucked up glory like the fucking uh uh the Candyman. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean. A little more gruesome ones. Yeah, gruesome ones because the <coughs> it's more shock value, more shocking and scary, you know. Yeah, but it's, it's just like yeah, I get the older the the older guys get their money taken. Oh, that's a crime on itself. But what if she said these bitches got to pay today? I'm gonna choke the motherfucker out. If then choking out, and the one guy said, "Choke me harder, mommy." <laughs> you fuck? always fucking make it weird, dude. <laughs> always. I like where you're going, though, with the ranking of them. Maybe one day we'll sit down and go through all the episodes we did and fuck comp with our best episode list of serial killers. Wow. Top scariest serial killers. Um, or the more fucked up. Glo- no thanks. I'd rather not revisit it ever again in my lifetime. Okay. Just kidding. Well, fuck right off, then, dude. Yeah, um, it, this shit is fucking just weird. What is? Like, Dorothy? How, 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 Dorothy, she looked like a sweet, innocent old, old sea hag. <laughs> but behind closed doors. Motherfucker called her a sea hag, bro. Hey, you're a seal killer, you get, you, you get no, you get no right from names. Facts. No respect. Speaking of sea hags, did you see that there's fucking, uh, they're making a, uh, they're doing a remake of fucking Black Flag, Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Oh, dude, I gotta look at it. Really? Them. They're remaking it. Yeah. It's pretty dope. That's one of the only Assassin's Creed games that I actually enjoyed. For, you, what, because you want to be an art pirate? Yeah, well, not only that, but it wasn't the same fucking shit as every other game. How every other game's literally the same shit over and over again. I like the, um, the Egypt one was pretty dope, just because of the setting. Uh, I like I, the Egypt one because the chick you play is kind of hot. But I like the Egypt one. No, I like the Egypt <laughs> one. I like the Egypt one because I actually climb all the way on top, top of the Egypt and just ski, yeah. ski all the way down. That's the best yes, part. Sir. I remember I went to an island one time when I was low level and I found a fucking Cyclops. <laughs> he killed me with one punch. Yes. That was very unfortunate. Yeah, well, those games are so time-consuming, too. You gotta... It's like, go here. Get this. Then go, go back here. to that place. Get where this you thing just from were. this guy. Then you can go to the castle where you can finally 
kill this guy with the same assassination attack that you do every single fucking time. Dude, remember Hitman? Yeah, that was a fucking assassin game, dog. Well, you gotta actually play the you gotta play the Hitman the right way. You can't just be going capping motherfuckers because it's not called Hit. Oh, yeah, definitely for sure. Yo, they got a couple books on his on his on his chick. Mm-hmm. The murder, the murder in the bayou, who killed the woman known as a as the Drift Dive Eight. No, that's a different book. Three. This motherfucker is nuts. Murder in the bayou. This motherfucker's. Motherfucker Henry's dropping three hundred. Wants somebody to drop three hundo on his Nintendo Switch. Damn, still. It's like, dog, it's just been off for. He's got three years. games in his Nintendo Switch. He wants three hundo for it. Dude's bugging. He's got well, Animal Crossing, Super Mario Party, and Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. He Man, wants three hundred beans. Hey, he's the, the the best offer someone could give him, or best offer he's a hundred fifty bones and a and a and a gift certificate to Taco Bell. <laughs> I'm gonna go over and fucking punch him in his wiener and take it myself. Dude, I brought dude. my Xbox with me, dude, for fucking while I'm staying at mom's. Mm-hmm. I don't even feel like setting it up, to be honest. It's so wow, fucking hot, dude. I don't even want to sit there. Dude, go upstairs, quit bitching. It's not even that. It's not even much better upstairs. It's just fucking hot, man. I miss my AC. Yeah, you spoiled that fucking. Spoiled, man. <laughs> you got That's my central that fucking air. central area. That's right. I'm going to go over my house tomorrow for a little bit and hang out with Hera. Go see ya. Go see ya. There's this guy selling a Switch with like... A dozen games preloaded onto it. For 500 bucks. People yeah, are nuts. Because these people want their value. They want their value. Like, if they, they want the value of the game they paid for. Yeah. They they know the value of a car when you leave it at the parking lot, it drops. By a lot. Well, he was telling me that he was going to trade it into GameStop. He's like, but oh, GameStop probably won't give me much. And I'm like, yo, whatever GameStop's going to give you probably is what you're going to get for it on the street, dude. Uh, you probably get a little more. but I know, Not I know, much. I know what you mean. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be right around there. Sorry, I keep walking away and fucking let my mic get away from me. It's okay. <laughs> what you guys got going on the rest of the week? Anything? Nothing. Nothing either. I'm going to play some Power Wash Simulator. Why keep talking about that game, dude? I fucking you love, love it, dude. dude, dude huh? That shit is so relaxing, dude. You got it, too? No, it's free, but... Um... Dude, that shit is so relaxing. What, uh, is that a tree from PS Plus this month, or...? No, it's actually for Xbox. Oh, Xbox. Xbox. Oh, it's only Xbox? Xbox Game Pass. Well, you can get it on PlayStation, too, but are, on PlayStation, you got to pay okay? for it. Of course, near the end of the episode, my fucking headphone... <laughs> I don't know what the fuck happened. I think the fan hit something. Because it just happened. I don't know how mine occurred. <clears throat> nope. Mine are all right. Not even. Fuck, I, could, I guess I could do the old... Hold it this way, like this shit, like how we used That's to do right. it. How about now? Is it good now? Yeah, it's good now. All right. <clears throat> well, yeah, on PlayStation, you got to pay for it. How much? 
20 bucks. <laughs> is it worth the 20? Dude, it's so much fucking... Dude, it's so relaxing, I'm telling you. It sounds dumb, dude, until you start playing, and you're like, fuck, this is so hey, relaxing. Dude. Like that fucking goat simulator everyone was playing. Yo, go somewhere three. Fuck that goat simulator shit, dude. It's way better than that. You just power wash? Dude, now they got a new fucking... You ever deal. actually use the power washer? Yeah. Dude, it's satisfying as fuck. Now they, got a, now they got a new DLC where you can do Final Fantasy shit. I just did that. Yes. Where I did a bar in Midgar. <laughs> I did, I'm nice. working on a bar right now. I'm finishing okay, it up. Yeah, that's why you asked from Palm Fantasy. Then I did uh, this Midgar. this big fucking scorpion thing. Scorpion sentinel thing. That was pretty difficult. That took me a while. Now they got another DLC they just dropped. Uh, it's SpongeBob SquarePants. Yes. That one you got to pay for. All the other DLCs have been free so far, but that one you got to pay for. They also got a Tomb Raider DLC. Where you could do Croft Manor. That's pretty cool. So you just go around different places fucking power washing the whole yeah, shit? Yeah, dude. <laughs> Your first place ever is like, uh... the fuck is it? I forgot what it was. I think it's like a house or something. Is there like different attachments for the power washer? Yeah, or? Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. The more money you make, you could buy better power washers, dude. Oh, man. It actually kind of looks yeah, sound um, low-key fire. fire. Yeah, I was just looking at pictures of this Dorfrey. She was like 59, 60 when she was doing her fucking shit. No, you didn't talk the whole episode. Now you want to be, you want to give input on Dorothea. Well, we're not even talking about her anymore. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. What do you mean? She was sixty when she did the shit, no, or when, when she, she was, got arrested? When she was wanted yeah. person's Bolton. This bitch was terrible at fucking hiding, bro. This bitch went straight to a fucking. Let's go to L.A. Let's, let's go to Sacramento <laughs> to F Street. Just chill in a fucking bar. She probably had that nice hat on. Like, how how do y'all? <laughs> You you want the you want the uh, Z special? What's the Z special? If you can't if you don't know what it is, you can't afford it, dude. <laughs> you say it wrong every time. It's a ZJ, and then he said, "What's a ZJ?" If you gotta ask, you can't afford it. Yeah, man, get it right. Yeah, man, get it right. Fuck. Get it right, dude. <clears throat> Yo, you know what's wild? We fucking changed the timeline, bro. We were talking about fucking Elon Musk and fucking uh, Zucker. And then they actually had that Twitter beef and we're going to fight. Dude, that's going to be fucking awesome. Cool, dude. I, no, I heard Elon backed out. He said his mom doesn't want him to do it or something. <laughs> dude, what a fucking dude, Zuck, nerd. Zuck might have fucking choked his ass out, Zuck, dude. dude, like. Suck knows like Krav Maga, dude. He got knows jujitsu. Motherfucker's nuts. All he uh, does is sit at home and ban people's accounts for no reason. Updating program. Fucking loser. Black belt and jujitsu. Fucking loser. Fucking hate that guy. Fucking animal. I haven't been in Facebook jail in a long time. I'm doing good. He's a reptilian. He's a reptilian. He's a reptilian, schmelschmillion, papillion. Milanakis. I got peas on my head, but don't call me a pea head. Bees on my head, but don't call me a bee head. Bruce Lee on my head, but don't call me a Bruce Lee head. Well, anyway. <laughs> but anyway, I had to hold myself for that one. I smear cream Cone cheese cares. in my gold locket. <laughs> yeah, that was a good. That was good episode about Polly Pocket. Uh, what's your name? Dorothy. Dorothea. Dorothea. Dorothea Puente. Puente. You did it. You didn't, you didn't crack my top five, but you definitely cracked the top 20. 
He didn't crack his top five, but if you were around, he'd be cracking them cheeks. I'll tell you that. <laughs> you know. That was a good one. That was good, good job. One. Yeah, so that's Dorothea, and I'm Cheetah. And now, and this is time. live from Niagara Falls. <laughs> it's Saturday. I am Chop. saying, I am Cheetah. Good night, and good night again.